Good morning and welcome to the Canadian Wildlife Podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to do two things. Teach you English and teach you some cool shit about Canadian wildlife. What are some examples of Canadian wildlife? Well, we got moose, bear, cougar, wolves, reindeer, caribou, to name just a few. These animals are all unique and special in their own way. These animals are all commonly found in Canada and indeed in BC, where I live. I adore spending times in the great outdoors in Canada and love when I meet some of these animals. So, it motivated me to combine my love for wildlife and my love for teaching English and my love for creating language learning materials to make this podcast. If you're interested in, in the transcript and the keyword list for this episode, please go to my website. If you're interested in quizzes based on the podcast, go to my website. If you're interested in group or individual classes, please go to my website at www.englishwithronin.com. Anyways, your job right now is to relax and learn some cool information about Canadian wildlife. I hope you enjoy. Good morning and welcome to the Canadian Wildlife Podcast. This episode is all about bears. By the end of this podcast, you will be able to speak about bears. You will know some new words related to Canadian wildlife and, of course, related to general English. The pod, the plan for this podcast is simple. First, I'll give you a snapshot of information about bears from the BC Conservation website. Then I'll ask you questions and give you some multiple choice answers. Following that, I'm going to read facts about bears so you will be able to answer the questions that I asked. And at the very end, we're just going to jump into some of the key words. So just to get started, listen up for some general information about bears. The American black bear is the most common and widely distributed of the three bears found in Canada. British Columbia has some of the highest populations of black bears in the world, with estimates ranging from 120 to 150,000 animals. Most of BC is considered bear country, with bears living in coastal rainforests as well as the dry interior. Black bears are Omnivorous animals with vegetation making up about 80% of their diet. They are renowned for their acute sense of smell that allows them to locate food at great distances. Black bears account for 14,000 to 25,000 calls per year to the Conservation Officer Service. Black bears are most active from April to November but in milder climates are where they are continuously finding food, bears may not go into their dens. While most bears encounters while most bear encounters result in the bear leaving an area, they can become more assertive or destructive when they've learned to associate humans and their activities with food. All bears that are aggressive in nature or sightings in urban areas should be reported to the Conservation Officer Service at 
1877-952-7277. So that was just some information from one of the local websites here dedicated to bears from the BC Conservation Officer Service website. And, you know, they're asking people to report a bear if you see it in an urban area because, you know, we don't want bears hanging out in cities or towns or neighbourhoods. They ask you to report a bear if it's aggressive because, well, you need to protect the population from an aggressive bear. Now, one thing that I thought was really interesting was just how if bears have learnt to associate humans with food, the bear will become more assertive or destructive. And that's a very, very relevant and interesting thought because bears are naturally afraid of humans. You know, they're not going to see a human and think, oh, great, here's a human. I'm going to play with this person. I'm going to play poker. I'm going to have a beer with this person. They see a human and they kind of got to think, what, what is this? But over time, if, if they can connect the human with food, like garbage, like picnics, like bread or something that you just throw aside, well, then they're not going to be afraid of humans because then they're going to see a human and automatically think, sweet, I'm going to get some food here. And we're not even talking about eating the human. We're talking about eating the food the human has. So that's why it's really important when you're in bear country to not leave food around, do not give food to the animals, because it's more dangerous for the animal too. If they, if they continuously associate humans with food, well, then they're just going to rely on humans for food and they don't hunt nearly as much and they don't eat what they should be eating. Bear country was one of the words in that opening segment there, and how in British Columbia there might be up to 150,000 bears. So bear country is, it's basically just a big area with bears. And whenever you're in British Columbia, in the mountains, so BC is where I live in Canada, it's renowned for bears. You know, it's famous for having bears all over the place. Bear country. Now, Ireland is not bear country. Ireland has no bears whatsoever. So it's a completely different environment here in Ireland compared to Canada and British Columbia. Anyways, that was just a little information about bears. And like overall in my life, I've come across bears maybe three times, I think. Twice in my vehicle and once when I was nearby my vehicle. I've thankfully never come across a bear in the mountains or anywhere like that. So the one time that I did actually come across a bear was kind of funny because um, I was hanging out with my sister in a town called Revelstoke. Um, I've mentioned it many times on other podcasts before. Beautiful, beautiful small town in British Columbia. Look it up. Anyways, we're going to go to some hot springs and we need to get to... We need to take a ferry across a lake in the morning. So, you know, we decide that we want to make the most of the day. So we leave Revelstoke extremely early. We drive to catch the ferry. Long story short, we're the only people there. We arrived like 40 minutes before the first ferry crossing. So we just had to hang out and wait. Now, after a while, didn't take long, nature was calling for my sister. 
so she really needed to pee. And, you know, I was just saying, oh, there's a bush over there, you'd be fine. And she's thinking, no, there's bears. And, of course, we're joking about it. We're like, oh, yeah, the bear's going to get you. You're going to take a pee and it's going to come and jump at you or something. And we were just having a laugh. But we looked around and, you know, we saw a building and in the building there were public toilets. So it made sense. Like, hey, that's that makes sense. Anyways, we're walking over to the toilets and we see a sign that says, warning, bear in the area. And, you know, we, we stop and we look at the sign and we're thinking, hmm, how accurate is this sign? Now, you have to understand that, like, we're both Irish. You know, we grew up in Ireland where there's no wild animals. There's no dangerous wild animals. And so I'm thinking, look, Emer, you're not going to see a bear. You're absolutely fine. And and she thinks the exact same thing. So anyways, I go back to the car. I'm standing by the car. She starts walking towards the toilet. And what do we hear? Well, we hear some twigs and branches snap in the trees not too far from the toilets. And we both freeze. And we both look at each other. And then out of the trees comes a nice big black bear. You betcha. We finally saw a black bear. At that moment, she ran back to the car where I was. And I was standing by the car like, oh my god, there's a bear. Took the phone out, tried to get as many videos as possible. Had the bear spray nearby, just in case. And like as I said, we're from Ireland, so we don't really know what to do in this kind of situation. You know, we're just looking at this black bear. All I know is that we're going to stick by the car. And if we need to, we can just jump into the car to try and stay safe. Anyways, a few minutes later, um, we look up the road and we see a man walking down. And, well, of course, we warn him that, hey, mister, there's a bear, a black bear up ahead. And he kind of just chuckled to himself. He kind of just laughed and kept walking. And myself and my sister were thinking, what the hell is this guy doing? And he just scares the black bear away. He just shouts a couple of times, hits his hands together, and the bear ran away into the forest. So, like, the bear was afraid of humans. Of course, me and my sister had no idea the bear was afraid of humans. But this gentleman did. This Canadian did. Because I'm sure it's pretty common for him having to deal with uh, bears, having to deal with anything like that. So... That was one of my experiences of seeing a bear when I wasn't in my car. And, you know, it was so cool to see the bear come out of the trees to look around. Obviously, it was cool because we were safe. We were at a great distance. There was no major issues issues there. So it was a, it was a beautiful experience to see the bear and to see what a beautiful animal it is. Okay, so for the next section... I'm going to read a couple of questions. I got nine questions. I got about nine questions for you. And I'm going to read the question and then give you three answers, A, B, and C. And you need to choose an answer. Then I'm going to read some facts about bears. So bear facts. And these are all taken from various websites. And the idea is that when you listen to the facts, you'll be able to answer the questions about the bear. So, question number one. Where does a bear live in the winter? A. A den. B. Outside in a forest. Or C. On top of a mountain. Question number two. What is the heart rate of a bear during hibernation? A. 
10 beats per minute, B, 20 beats per minute, or C, 30 beats per minute. Number three, how much body weight does a bear lose in hibernation? A, 15%, B, 30%, or C, 45%. Question number four, how many calories does a bear consume to prepare for hibernation? A, 10,000 calories, B, 20,000 calories, or C, 30,000 calories? What is a bear's diet mainly made up of? Question number five. A, meat, B, fish, or C, plants? Question number six. How fast can a bear run? A, 36 kilometers per hour, B, 56 kilometers per hour, or C, 76 kilometers per hour? Question seven. How much stronger is a bear's sense of smell compared to a human's sense of smell? A. 2,100 times B. 2,200 times or C. 2,300 times Question number 8. What is the mortality rate for bear cubs? A. 45% B. 50% or C. 55% And question number 9. Which bear is the best swimmer? A. Polar bear B. Black bear or C. Grizzly bear Okay, so I just gave you nine different questions. And the idea was that you think of A, B, or C. Like, what do you think? Without knowing anything about bears, what do you think is the correct answer? Because now I'm going to give you the answers. But I'm not just going to give you the answers. I'm just going to read. I have 12 bear facts. And I'm going to read these facts. And the idea is that you should be able to identify the answers by listening. So, let's just get straight into it. Wild bear facts. Number one. Grizzly and black bears are typically in dens from December to April when food is less available. This is called denning or hibernation. Fact number two. When grizzly and black bears enter their dens, their heart rate drops to about 10 beats per minute and their body temperature drops 3 degrees. They do not eat, drink, urinate, or defecate while denning. Fact number three. Grizzly and black bears can lose 30% of their body weight over the winter. Number four. Most adult black bears range from 70 to 150 kilograms, but grizzly bears are larger than black bears, typically ranging from 100 to 250 kilograms. Furthermore, for the grizzly bears on the Pacific coast that have access to salmon, they can weigh even more. Number five. In the fall, both grizzly and black bears go through hyperangia, or extreme eating, when they require an average of 20,000 calories per day. That's like 360 quarter pounders from McDonald's. Number six. Over 70% of a grizzly bear's diet is plant-based. Number seven. 
Bears are extremely fast and can run equally fast uphill or downhill. They can reach 56 kilometers per hour. Question number eight. Bears, by nature, are solitary animals. Number nine. Bears have an acute sense of smell and hearing. A bear can smell food, cubs, a mate, or danger from miles away. A bear's sense of smell is seven times better than a bloodhound's, or 21,100 times better than a human's. A bear can smell a carcass up to 20 miles away. When a bear stands on its feet, it is smelling the air. Number 10. Bears have excellent memories and the females teach their offspring where to find food. Females will drive off their young in the spring of their second year when they're ready to mate again. Young females may stay nearby, while young males tend to disperse to set up a home range in a new area. Number 11. Mortality rate for cubs tend to hover around 50%. Young cubs are killed by other black bears, grizzly bears, wolves, coyotes and cougars. Adult grizzly bears have few predators except for grizzly bears and wolves. And number 12. All bears are good swimmers, but the polar bear is the most efficient swimmer. It can swim up to 4 to 6 miles per hour for 100 miles. One polar bear swam 200 miles without stopping. Polar bears can also swim very well underwater. Okay, so now I just gave you the answers to the questions I asked you at the start of the podcast. You know, at the very start, I asked you nine different questions about bears. And when I was just giving you the 12 bear facts, well, that's where the answers were. So I'd love to know how you did. I'd love to know if you caught them, if you were able to catch the answers. And if you haven't, Go back and listen again. Listen to the questions again. And of course, then listen to all the facts again and really try to identify the answer about the bears. Did you catch how many calories a bear needs to eat before hibernation? Were you able to identify what the mortality rate for bears is? Now, maybe there was some words there that were kind of difficult or new or something. but. Well, I'm an English teacher and that's one of the main reasons we're here is to learn these new words, not just learn information about bears. So this is the vocabulary part of the podcast. And now we're just going to relax and just go over some of the words that we had in the podcast and just discuss them in relation to English and how you can use them. So the first word I want to talk about is den, D-E-N. And that's a noun. A den is a place where a bear lives. Today, uh, people use the word den for a small room where people hang out. You know, a den is a small room in a house where people can pursue activities in private. In North America, uh, this type of room described by the term den is like really popular. And it's kind of like 
just a place to go hang out. You know, you might have a TV, a mini fridge or something like that. No kitchen or anything. That's not going to be in a den. But a den is just a place where you can relax. And in this podcast, uh, a den is where a bear lives and sleeps during the winter. So, you know, the bear does not sleep on a mountain. It does not sleep in a forest. It sleeps in a den in the winter. And that's when it goes into hibernation and it just takes a very, very long nap, which seems like an awesome way to spend winter. The second word is hibernation. Hibernation. Hibernation is a state of minimal activity and metabolic depression. Hibernation is characterized by low body temperature, slow breathing and heart rate. It most commonly occurs during the winter months. So the bear goes into hibernation from December to April. They just relax. Their heart rates are super low. That's it. That's all they do. They sleep. They don't urinate. They don't defecate. That means to pee and that means to poop. They don't do any of that in the winter. They just sleep. They don't need to eat because they're living off the fat that they had during the summer. They're living off all the extra calories that they ate. I mean, I think it was 20,000 calories per day. So they like bulk up in the summer and then they thin down in the winter. Hibernation sounds wonderful, by the way. Like when it's freezing cold outside, all you do is stay in bed all day and do nothing. Yes, please. All right, the next word was heart rate. And this is actually a really important one, and it's pretty good for all types of English, not just for talking about animals or bears. You know, the heart rate is the pace at which your heart beats. If you're exercising, you will have a high heart rate. If you're relaxing, you will have a low heart rate. A normal resting heart rate for adults is between 60 and 100 beats per minute. Generally speaking, a lower heart rate at rest implies more efficient heart function and better cardiovascular fitness. For example, a well-trained athlete might have a normal resting heart rate close to 40 beats per minute. Now, I don't know what my heart rate is when I relax, but a bear's heart rate is only 10 beats per minute when they're in hibernation. That is crazy. I don't know if my heart rate has ever been as low as 10 beats per minute, but if it is, I should probably go to hospital. When you're working out, what is your desired heart rate? Do you want it to be going extremely fast, or do you want it to slow down, or somewhere in between? What sports will make your heart rate go past 180? What sports do you keep your heart rate at 160 or 180, for example? So heart rate, a really good one to know, heart rate. And BPM, that's beats per minute. So that means that the bear has only 10 beats per minute when it's in hibernation, which is extremely crazy. All right, moving on to body temperature. Excuse me. Body temperature is a noun, and it's a measure of how well your body can make and get rid of heat. The average body temperature is generally accepted to be 37 degrees Celsius. 
So if your body temperature drops to even 35 degrees, you need to get help. It's actually one of the first signs of hypothermia. You know, I actually had hypothermia once. It was a mild case, but it was still dangerous. I was hiking up in the mountains with the scouts. The weather turned, a storm came in. We're on the side of a mountain and it started to get foggy. It started to get windy. It started to get rainy, like torrential rain. It was lashing. Anyways, I was extremely ill-prepared. And long story short, uh, I started to shiver. We had to call a hike off due to the weather. And on my way down the mountain, I tripped up a few times. I was slurring my words. I couldn't talk properly. For me, it was great. I was having a ball. I thought it was great fun. I had no idea what was really going on. And that's a sign of hypothermia. So my body temperature was falling a lot. I wasn't able to think straight. I wasn't aware that I wasn't able to think straight. I thought everything was fine. But the team I was with, they realized how dangerous this is. We're on the side of a mountain. And one of our team is starting to go hypothermic. Anyways, we get back to the camp, thankfully. And the first thing that happened was I was put into a tent, took off my wet clothes, put on some dry clothes, got into my sleeping bag, and all of my friends huddled over me. So they were my extra blankets. They shared their body heat. So my body temperature rose, and thankfully, I was okay. You know, when I look back, it was a scary situation, but at the time, it wasn't a problem. So for me, when my body temperature dropped even a small amount, it was... It could have been lethal. It could have been extremely dangerous. It was extremely dangerous. It could have been fatal. Have you ever had, have you ever had an issue in the great outdoors? Have you ever been hypothermic? So to revise, your body temperature should be about 37 degrees Celsius. If it drops or if it rises, seek medical attention. And of course, the bear's body temperature drops when it goes into hibernation which is another cool thing about these animals. Okay, so the next one that I want to talk about is plant-based diet. You know, we spoke about how a bear's diet is mainly made up of plants and vegetables, and like something like 70% of a, grizzly's bear, a grizzly bear's diet is made up of plant-based food. Now, my name is Ronan, and my diet is not plant-based. I do eat a lot of vegetables, but overall, I also eat meat, and I also eat fish. A vegan's diet is plant-based, and plant-based diets are becoming more and more popular these days. Could you survive on a 100% plant-based diet? Would you enjoy a plant-based diet? What foods would you need to give up if you wanted to have a 100% plant-based diet? When I first found out that bears mainly survived off plant-based food, I was surprised. I always saw a bear as being a vicious meat eater, but that's not the case. And I guess it makes a lot of sense. You know, when it comes to plants and vegetation, you don't have to hunt it. You don't have to chase it. It's very low risk. Now, if there's a wild animal that you want to eat, so like if the bear sees uh, a deer or a coyote or something, I don't know, well, a lot more energy will go into tackling that, to getting that animal. We often see bears eating fish. And this is the thing about the bears that live on the coast compared to the bears that live inland. The bears on the coast are bigger and they're heavier, a lot heavier. 
probably because they have access to salmon, a lot more access to salmon, a lot more access to fish. So overall, the bear's diet is plant-based. However, if there's a good supply of fish, they're going to go for that as well. The next word is solitary, and it's an adjective. You know, solitary means done are existing alone. You enjoy the time when you're alone. You don't want to be very sociable, and you're okay with that. You know, for me, sometimes I enjoy a solitary weekend in the mountains. Other times I enjoy spending time with my girlfriend or friends in the mountains. I think some solitary time is important and nice. However, some would disagree. You know, I've done a lot of traveling in my life. And sometimes I've really enjoyed the solitary travels. Where I don't travel with anyone. It gives you a different sense of freedom. You can do what you want when you want. Now, I prefer to travel with my girlfriend. But sometimes I will have a few solitary nights in a cabin in the mountains in Canada. Now, this podcast is all about bears. And as you heard in the facts, bears are solitary animals. This means they don't usually hang out with other bears. They prefer to be alone. Do you know anyone who is a solitary person? A person who enjoys being alone. A person who enjoys hanging out with themselves. Are you a solitary person? Or are you a sociable person? A person who enjoys the company of others. Who who wants to be in the company of others more than they want to be alone. Solitary. What are the advantages of traveling alone? compared to traveling with friends. If you are a solitary person, what do you need to think about when you travel, for example? All right, moving on, because this podcast has gone on longer than I imagined. The next one is by nature, and this is a phrase. If you do something by nature, you do something as a result of inherent qualities. Something 100% natural. By nature, she's a kind-hearted woman. She's just that way because she is. By nature, bears are solitary animals. This just means that they have an inherent quality, quality to be solitary animals. I don't think she's a vicious person by nature. Growing up in an abusive household just took her toll on her. Listen to that example again. I don't think she is a vicious person by nature. Growing up in an abusive household just took a toll on her. So by nature, she is not vicious. By nature. Something made her that way. When I started talking about by nature... I mentioned how, oh, she is a, by nature, she is a kind-hearted woman. And that just means she is naturally kind-hearted, naturally a kind person. And if I say, well, he's aggressive, but not by nature, that 
just means that he's not naturally aggressive. Something affected him to make him aggressive. So, by nature, bears are solitary and peaceful. They're naturally peaceful. You know, a bear is not going to hold a grudge. A bear is not going to attack unless it is attacked or it feels threatened. That's why if you see a bear in the wild, you better hope it hasn't seen you and you need to get out of there if possible. Because it's a peaceful animal, unless it's provoked. So by nature, the bear is not going to straight up attack you. By nature, it's going to try and avoid you. But if it gets curious or if it feels threatened, then there's a problem. Okay, the next word is acute sense of smell. Acute sense of smell. So bears have an acute sense of smell. Your sense of smell is how well you can smell things. You know, if you have an acute sense of smell, you can smell things that are far away. Bears and dogs have acute sense of smells. Certain dogs have more acute sense of smells compared to other breeds. A hunting dog has an acute sense of smell. A Springer Spaniel or Basset Hound, they can smell animals from a great distance. What other animals do you know that have an acute sense of smell? So just when we're talking about that, let's talk about senses. Sense of smell or sense of hearing. You know, that that is all about the ability to hear or to smell. Some people who have gotten COVID have said they've lost their sense of smell. So if you have a good sense of smell, you can smell well. If you have a good sense of hearing, you can hear well. And if you don't have a good sense of smell, you might have COVID, so go get tested. All right, we're coming towards the end. Don't worry. This next word is offspring. An offspring is a noun. Offspring is an animal's young. You know, we can use this word for children, but it's not so common. So when we were talking about offspring in the bare facts, we were talking about how 50% of them die. 50% of the offspring will die. So that's a relatively high number. For all the bears that are born, only half of them will actually survive the early years. Offspring. Use it when you're referring to children Generally speaking, we use it for animals. All right. Mortality rate. Mortality rate. This is the level at which a group die. The mortality rate of a nation depends on how good its healthcare system is. If there's a high mortality rate, it means a lot of people die. Mortality rate is a number of deaths in a given area or period are from a particular cause. So, like with COVID, what is the mortality rate in your country due to COVID? Does the mortality rate change depending on the age of the group? What do you think the mortality rate for baby bears is? Infant mortality rate in the United States was 5.7 deaths per 1,000 live births. This means that for every 1,000 babies born, sadly 5.7 of them 
passed away. Now, if we compare that to India, where the infant mortality rate is 28.3 per 1,000 live births, it's not good. There is a large difference between infant mortality rates in India and the USA. Can you speculate as to why? So, the mortality rate is the level at which something dies, like a group. And the mortality rate for bear cubs is 50%. So for every two bears born, one will not survive to adulthood. There's numerous reasons why. They could be eaten by a predator. They could be eaten by a male bear who wants to mate. The bear might just be weak. Nature can be cruel. Mortality rate. Okay, so now we're coming to the end of the podcast. And so far we've looked at some bear facts at the very start. We looked at key words. We listened to Ronan's experience of meeting bears. And of course we had all the questions. So your job is to go back and listen to the questions again. You should listen to questions 1 to 9, listen to the facts, and try to identify the answers. You know, we've gone over the facts. We have gone over the key words. So now, if you listen to questions 1 to 9, maybe you'll be able to get the correct answer. I don't know. But I am going to read the answers now. So if you want to keep it a secret, stop listening for now. And if you want the answers, keep listening. Here we go. 1A, 2A, 3B, 4B, 5C, 6A, 7A, 8B, and 9A. So those are the answers for the questions at the very start of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Please give me a like on whatever platform it is and pass this on to someone who you think would enjoy learning some information about bears. Guys, this is Canadian Wildlife and we'll talk to you soon. And that is a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for downloading and listening to this episode of Canadian Wildlife. I hope you found it useful to your language learning journey. Remember to check out my Instagram for daily lessons, but also check out my website for more language learning materials and information about language classes. My name is Ronan. This is the English on the Road podcast. I hope you are happy. I hope you are healthy. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you didn't enjoy this podcast, please share it with someone you hate. I'm going to go grab myself a coffee and relax. And I will chat to you soon, folks. Bye. Bye.